Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're going to complete a busy day. Not our day, but the day for Jesus and his disciples as recorded in Mark chapter 4. Verses 35 through 41 end the chapter and the events of that day, which included many parables and lessons for the disciples. The day will close with a retreat from the crowds and what we might call a new kind of miracle. Now, the disciples had seen miraculous healings and demons being cast out, but this was different, and it got their attention. This one caused them to be afraid. Healings didn't make them afraid. Even demons speaking and being cast out didn't make them afraid. But this miracle struck fear and wonder into their hearts. What was it? Why did it cause the disciples to fear, and what lessons should we take from this? Answers will be revealed as you listen in this week to the message entitled, Who Then Is This? Now the fishermen were totally at home on the Sea of Galilee. They knew exactly what they were doing, and it wasn't a big deal for them at all to to do this. We can surmise that it was most likely a full moon because those guys didn't even bat an eye about setting out at night. And with a, with a full moon on a quiet lake, um, and the lake's only 8 miles from the widest point east to west and 13 miles from the longest point north to south, uh, you, could, you could actually even see where you were going. And with the full moon and the stars, they would have no problem navigating and we also know that it, it wasn't just the boat, that there was a, a little flotilla involved. It says, and other boats with him. One of the coolest uh, artifacts that I've ever seen from the land of Israel is the first century fishing boat that has been uh, recovered from the bottom of the Sea of Galilee. Uh, it is believed to be typical of the kind of boats used by the disciples of Jesus in their fishing businesses. Probably a boat quite like that that Jesus was in when they headed across. You could easily put 10, 12, 15, maybe even 20 people that could be carried in one of these boats. Or you could have, say, two fishermen and a great big gob of fish. You know, they, they, weren't, they weren't yachts. Uh, but they weren't tiny either. So if we assume they took the boat of Peter and the boat of Andrew and the boat of James and the boat of John, just those four, there could have been 30, 40, 50 people who were traveling in this little flotilla. Now another little tidbit of information comes from the Gospel of Luke. This is in Matthew 8, Mark 4, and uh, Luke 8. And Luke 8 says... They were sailing along when Jesus went to sleep before the storm hit. When, when there's a breeze, they could sail. When there was no breeze, they'd have to row. And these boats were fitted both with a mast for a sail and with oars for, for rowing. In other words, they were very utilitarian fishing boats. So the picture painted 
of the calm before the storm is this idyllic evening-slash-night boat ride across the northern tip of the Sea of Galilee. But you know it didn't stay that way. That's the calm before the storm. Let's look now at the calm during the storm. Look at the next two verses, 37 and 38. And there arose a fierce gale of wind. Now put that together with Luke. They were saying along, and all of a sudden there's this huge storm. And the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling up. Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Actually, they said something like, Teacher, we're dying! It was a little more intense than as calmly as I read it. Now, you need to picture this. It's it's a well-known meteorological phenomenon that happens on the Sea of Galilee that struck them uh, unexpectedly. There are some unique characteristics of the Sea of Galilee. It's actually a lake. Uh, You know, we might think of uh, Redfish Lake or Bear Lake over in the Utah-Idaho border. Uh, You know, fresh freshwater lake, beautiful setting with some uh, with some mountains around. But the Sea of Galilee is subject to sudden and extreme storms. A lot of people don't understand that the Sea of Galilee, you think of it at freshwater lake below the mountains, um, you know, a, a mountain lake. Well, it's, it's actually not a mountain lake. It's 600 feet below sea level in the, the Jordan Rift, the lowest place on the planet, the lowest dry ground on the, on the planet. And the Sea of Galilee flows to the south, meanders down to, empties into the, the Dead Sea, which is the very lowest point that you can walk to um, on, on earth. Um, the, 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 the mountain called Mount Hermon rises to a height of 9,200 feet above sea level, um, up not far from the, the, the Sea of Galilee. And so when the right conditions come together, whether coming off the Mediterranean Sea over that coastal mountains and that, and that particular uh, high mountain, these very strong northern winds can plummet down the Jordan Valley with incredible force. And then those winds can slam into the cliffs on the eastern shore of the Sea of Galilee. You've heard of the famous Golan Heights. That's what, that's what that is. And uh, uh, the winds can twist and swirl there and turn the Sea of Galilee from a calm lake into a giant mix master in a pretty short period of time. Now, this was a severe storm. It was so severe, it is described here in, in Mark as a fierce gale of wind. How bad was the wind? Well, the word that Mark uses is the word that is used to describe a hurricane in extra-biblical literature. In Matthew's version, he also describes it as a seismos or a shaking. Yes, our words seismic and seismology and seismograph all come from that that word. And, And Matthew adds the adjective great to the verb shaking. This storm storm was so violent that if you were on the Sea of Galilee uh, that night, you might have thought you were inside the snow globe and somebody was shaking it up. It 
it was a scary situation. And, and don't forget, they left probably as it became evening or at dusk, so it would have been night by now. And just think of God puffing out his breath and poking his omnipotent finger into that lake and swishing it around. Uh, there, was, there was trouble. The waves were breaking over the boat. I've been on a few boats in some choppy waves. I've been splashed. Waves coming over the boat. Even a landlubber like me knows that's not a good thing. The boat was already filling up. They couldn't bail the water as fast as it was coming in. And remember, like I said, at night, just think of the terror. Now, I'm sure it was not unexpected by Jesus. He probably, quite likely, put in the order for the storm before he laid down to go to sleep. I I think this is quite similar to when Jonah was on the ship to Tarshish. Remember when we studied Jonah not too long ago? It says, God hurled a storm at that ship in the midst of the Mediterranean Sea. Now, through it all, in the middle of the storm, Jesus was asleep. Mark adds the details just to paint the picture for us. He was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. It was actually a place meant for someone to be able to lie down. The word for cushion includes the word for head. It was a place to lay your head. So uh, we know Jesus intentionally went there and laid down and fell asleep. I can imagine that the fishermen would use that from time to time. Perhaps if they were waiting on the, on the water, maybe they would lie down and rest as well. Now that, by the way, is a strong evidence of Jesus' full humanness. You know, if you've been reading ahead in Mark, you're about to see a fantastic display of His deity. And if you're not reading ahead in Mark, what, why not? Um, I want you to anticipate where I'm going here. All right? So... Um, You see this demonstration of his deity, but do you recognize his humanness? First of all, he was so exhausted. He was sound asleep while a storm was raging around and over the boat. I once took a Sunday afternoon uh, nap. I was home from college in the summer. I was working long hours, and I'd, and I'd um, been to church from about uh, 8 in the morning till about 1.30 in the afternoon, and I, I, I fell asleep that, that Sunday afternoon, as I was uh, known to do in, uh, in, in those days. And uh, I woke up to find out that um, our neighbor's garage, our next-door neighbor's garage had caught fire, and two fire trucks had come to put out the fire within about 50 feet of the bed where I was sleeping, and I didn't even know it. You ever been that tired? One of my early trips to, um, to, to Russia, I was on a plane between New York and, and, uh, and, and Moscow, and I fell so soundly asleep, I missed the meal. And you can tell I've never missed very many meals in my life. I was really asleep, and my, my traveling companion eventually elbowed me, and I don't know for how long, to finally say, Hey, hey, hey Jim, you've got to put your seat back up. We're landing. You know what it's like to be that, that tired? Jesus was fully human. He understood bone-crushing 
exhaustion. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.